Hello everybody, and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. Dubuque, and this week, we're getting right back into the swing of things because we just had a holiday break, and I certainly hope you guys had a good one because I had a good one. Unfortunately, I did not stay up till midnight like everybody else on midnight because, like everybody else, I had to be an adult and had to be at work the next morning. So, I hope you guys had a good New Year's, I hope you guys had a good Christmas, but enough of all that little nonsense, we're going to get right back into the swing of things and get right back into doing all this again and have a lot of fun with it. So, what is the first thing I want to cover of the new year? Well, there's this phenomenon that's been discussed about a couple of times and there was a person who shared this in one of the gloving groups that I can't remember who shared it nor can I find that link. So unfortunately, I'm unable to give the person who shared that post their due credit However, if you are that person listening in, please do not hesitate to let us know that it was you so I can give you the credit that you deserve for sharing it and giving me this topic idea. Of course, what is the topic idea that I want to talk about is this phenomenon called the gap. Now, there's other terms for it. Uh, somebody did say like the J-curve uh, is a good example of one and things like that, of course. And uh, what I would like to discuss about this is how it applies to us in gloving because this doesn't only apply to gloving it applies to almost anything that requires any form of talent okay so for the definition of what is the gap the gap is basically when one's mental knowledge of a certain talent surpasses their practical ability of said talent resulting in a very frustrating state of somebody's weighted view of oneself and their own talent towards everyone else now Let's just kind of think about this for a second here, you know, especially to a lot of newcomers who come in, there's dozens upon dozens of videos and tutorials and all these other things that you can watch and you just absorb all that information very quickly. Okay. Your mental capacity and mental knowledge on the art form, in this case, gloving has suppressed your practical ability of having to perform gloving, you know, <laughs> It's, it's, it's kind of crazy how some people actually think about it, but this really does apply to any talent. You know, uh, writing, drawing, painting, dancing, singing, playing music, whatever the case may be, when it comes to a talent, you know, the gap is something that does tend to happen. Now, I know there's a few people out there that would say that the whole concept and phenomenon of the gap is just a bunch of hogwash and poppycock, but... It is something that people have discussed about and it is something that scientists have been you know studying on for a while so i am not the type of person who's going to jump to conclusions and immediately dismiss something when it's something that's being researched at the time you know so i'm not going to say that any of the things i say is you know set in stone or anything like that is you know with the data that we have collected thus far on the subject matter is what I'm going to use to help give my best educated inference on everything okay so with that being said there's one thing I do want to touch on and it's known it's a note on natural talent yes there are people who just have some uncanny ability to adapt to whatever talent that they want to do like let's just say in this case there's people who are just naturally good at singing or there's people who are just naturally good at dancing you know, whatever the case may be, there are people who are just naturally good at it. Does that make them instantly better? Yes and no. For the most part, I would say no. Uh, just because somebody can naturally do it doesn't mean that they are just instantly so much better than everybody else. You know, 
Uh, just having a natural talent is one thing, but you know, certain natural talents can still be rough around the edges. You know, uh, <laughs> so just definitely keep that in mind. And then when when it comes to a way that I try to explain the gap to some people is what I like to use the calculator example. Now, if you don't know what I mean by the calculator example, let me explain. Okay. So let's just take a scientific calculator, you know, a calculator that can do like parabolas and functions and all that stuff, like very scientific stuff where it can actually do very complex equations. Okay. So you go and you take this complex equation and you plug it into the, into this calculator. You, then you hit, you know, the solve button. All of a sudden it just gives you the answer right there. And then it doesn't show you the process of how it got to that answer. Okay. That is what I feel like the gap does you as a viewer who's studying an art form, like let's just use gloving for our example since that's what this podcast is about. You know, you, you are able to understand and download the information to, you know, for the art form, but you don't know how to get there. Just like how my calculator example shows you that it can give you the exact answer that you need, but it does not show you how it got that answer, right? So. That's, that's how I can describe the gap, is like a calculator. It just gives you the answer without showing you how it got to that point. So, why does this gap happen? It really comes down to one major thing, in my opinion, okay? It is the age that we currently live in, alright? And, of course, if you don't know what kind of age that we're living in, it's, <laughs> you need to get out from under that rock that you're living under. We are living in the age of information, where you can literally get whatever information you want at the tips of your fingers in a matter of seconds okay you want to know how to boil an egg you google how to boil an egg if you if you want to know how to convert fahrenheit into celsius you google that into your phone and boom there you go you learn the equation to convert fahrenheit to celsius you know we're able to just get all this information so quickly and easily But one major thing that people do not understand is that information and practice are not the same thing, okay? Uh, One of the things that, of course, a lot of my listeners know that I always say, because a drill sergeant taught me once, it's blunt force trauma, repetition gets it right every time. Now, that's what I talk about when it comes to just the practical aspect of everything, you know? Most of the times, you're just going to have to put yourself through it and, you know, Granted, you're probably already walking into this mindset that you're not going to do very well, which you should probably just stop putting yourself in that kind of position, you know, and instead just work on it, you know, work, (laughs) you know, just take what you know and actually take your mental knowledge and turn it into a practical ability. Okay, so that's this one major thing is that we're just so easily able to get all this information so quickly and absorb it very quickly that we are not taking what we are absorbing into our practical ability, okay? And it's it's strange that some people feel like if you mentally know how it works that your body should just automatically know. It's, it doesn't work that way. You haven't taught your body how to get there, how to do that type deal, okay? Your body does not is not a machine that you can just program all the you know processes to get to that point and then your body just does it. You know, as much as that would be great, because then a lot of things would be a lot easier for a lot of us, but unfortunately that's not how it works. Okay. But there is a little silver lining when it comes to this. Here's one major key component that always comes into play 
And it doesn't matter where it is in terms of a talent, whether it be martial arts or drawing or painting or whatever the case may be. There's one major thing I feel like people tend to neglect to talk about, and that is discipline. Okay, so moving from discipline, we're going to now talk about how to quote unquote close that gap. And the one major thing you need to do is to understand discipline. All right. Now, I'm a huge proponent about discipline. Of course, you know, being in the military, that's one of the major things that we're taught about is discipline. But uh, discipline is the one thing that's going to help you master what you're trying to master. Okay. All my artist friends spent hours upon hours drawing the same thing over and over again until it came down to like a second nature for them. You know, uh, I do have a lot of comments and things that I will definitely share near the end of this episode. Uh, somebody did touch up on this and I will let that person speak that portion for itself. But the same thing that you need to understand that when it comes to discipline is that you need to use it in every facet. All right. Uh, a great example that I like to use is from the movie The Last Samurai where there's a scene that is being pretty much monologued through where you see Tom Cruise pretty much walking around observing the culture and the lifestyle that is going on in the village that he's currently in while he's trapped there during the winter season. And he talks about how he sees the people there literally wake up with an endless devotion to perfect whatever that they need to do in their life, okay? so. He also talks about how he's never seen such a level of discipline in mastering everything that they need to do. You know, uh, every single day that you see these people, they're out there either, you know, training in their archery or they're practicing with their bokens or they're literally every single thing that they do, they do it to a sense of art. All right. You know, every every ritualistic practice is done to a sense of perfection to them. You know, and that's the idea that I kind of want to convey to you guys when it comes to discipline is that when, when you're going to use discipline to help you master whatever you're doing in gloving, you gotta have the same mindset as like the Japanese people from The Last Samurai has. They have this endless devotion to perfect it, okay? You know, they, and they allow their discipline to help them do that, you know what I mean? Now. I know a lot of people are probably sitting there like, okay, yes, we understand that you're talking about discipline, but how do we get to this level of discipline? Well, that's very simple. <laughs> it's extremely simple, and it's kind of funny to say it this way, but just work on your foundations. You know, <laughs> The importance of your basic foundations is literally what sets you up to be from a mediocre glover to a good glover, or even a great glover, okay? Foundations is literally what sets one apart from another okay so when it comes to these very basic tutorials especially if you're a newcomer within like i want to say within three years just kind of a good round number in my opinion it is literally just learning those foundations you know learning these very basic forms that people use whether it be in tutting or in liquid or in flails or in digiting whatever the case may be you know i i would try to stretch that out to like you know, uh, flow and tech and showmanship and musicality, but those are a little bit more abstract. I feel like those get a little bit more of a separate episode. But when it comes to, you know, concrete concepts that we have, like tutting, wave tutting, king tutting, digiting, dials, clusters, liquid, finger rolls, whips, flails, all that jazz, 
they all have a form of a foundation that they everyone has built off of okay so just watch a bunch of basic tutorials and literally see what is the foundation form for these concepts okay and then what you want to do is just master those once you have those down you have the foundation down then just work off of what you know from the foundation now this is where I will certainly say at this point is when you're really going to start developing your own style as opposed to just cookie cutter everybody else is when you literally just start from the foundations that people have established and work from there on your own okay now I'm not saying that you can't watch another video and then learn something new from that and then try to incorporate that into your own show no 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 no, no. that is not the case at all I encourage that if you want to add more to your palette please do so like that just understand that if you're able to recognize what is the foundation for that concept is going to make it a lot easier for yourself so that's why I tell people to really understand your basics really understand the base foundations of these forms and of these concepts because that's where people really work off of to build their own style of concept and make their own gloving style okay so that's why it's super super important when it comes from the foundations. so working from your foundations okay and then there's one major thing I do want to say to help kind of close the gap because what tends to happen when people get themselves in the gap is they start comparing themselves to other people okay and I really want to have people stop doing that because the best way I can describe this idea is like I dress up to play baseball and I go to meet my friend to play a game of basketball on the basketball court while he's in his basketball uniform and I'm sitting there with a baseball glove and my baseball uniform ready to play base basketball like that's the best way I can describe when people start comparing themselves to other people you're putting yourself on their playing field and going off of their standards but here's the thing they built their own standards they built their own playing field from the ground up so the idea of you putting yourself on their playing field and trying to compare yourself yes you're going to make yourself look like you're you're terrible so that's the thing you just need to kind of stop doing that all right and the main reason is it's just because you're just psyching yourself out in that sense because you're you know you have such an inflated view of these people with their talents that you just dwarf your own perception of yourself on purpose now I'm not saying that <laughs> you can't compare yourself to other people and things like that I'm just saying that when it comes to you trying to work on yours more comparing yourself to other people who literally put in the time and effort to get to that point is futile in my opinion okay so I definitely want to explain that so if you stop comparing yourself to other people and their talents it's gonna make it a lot easier for yourself okay now one thing I definitely want to talk about to kind of close off this episode is what the community thinks I will certainly say first of all thank you to everybody who has responded to my question it was absolutely amazing to see the amount of information that people were giving out and a lot of the advice that people were saying and it's fantastic if you haven't read any of these comments I highly highly suggest you guys get onto my page look at these comments and read them there's a lot of great information I'm only going to pull a few excerpts out of these comments because I feel like if I try to go through all these comments it would take me over an hour and I don't want to do that okay so one thing that I definitely want to point out is that a person the first person who commented there's a part in here that I think was really really great 
and something that I felt like kind of lines up with how the gap is, you know, and here's the part that he pretty much says was, honestly, I think, I think focusing on storytelling would be best. It forces you to think about the, what moves you're doing, how they relate to the music. It seems the idea of glove shows these days consists of fast-paced dubstep songs with at least a lot of beats and hits and showcasing as much tech as you know in that two to three minute time frame. That is your average dubstep songs will run. And there's nothing wrong with this. If you're in an arsenal of tech you want to unleash, by all means do it. But I feel like this thinking has become the norm and new glovers to the scene are quick to build a roster of moves and showcase without spending time to master the concept before going to the next, which will inevitably leave you stuck in this gap with knowledge of a concept but lacking the skill to pull it off. You see this a lot with clusters and digits and a lot of cool concepts that are they're littered with sloppy angles and proper finger positions. You'll see a lot of this with clusters. Unused fingers are just floating off to the side instead of being tucked away, effectively breaking the illusion of the cluster. Rush concepts and generally no sense of direction of the flow. Okay, so I definitely want to point this out. In seeing that he's seen this trend, and it's something I was starting to notice as well, and I'm so glad somebody actually said it, is it? I'm starting to see this trend where tech's just been so, so dominant, and I understand. You know, complexity is where it catches the eye and things like that. But the best way I can describe this trend happening is like what's been happening in the literary world. Okay, so if you guys don't really do a lot of literary writing, that's totally fine. I'll try to keep this as brief as possible, but please try to follow along. So if you read like Tolkien or things that are really, really old, classic literatures like the Belgariad or anything like that, you notice that it takes a good little while for things to actually get going, right? As opposed to now, where things kind of start taking off within the first chapter. Uh, so, what has been happening in, in the writing world is that there's been this feeling of an arms race, where if you do not have the most eye-popping attention grabber in the room, that you're going to just fall into obscurity within a matter of seconds. You know, and it's gotten so bad to this point where if you don't have the inciting incident happening within the first chapter, people tend to just drop you like the British pound. And it makes absolutely no sense when, you know, it the idea that you should just immediately just get going and have things happening without, you know, establishing how big, the, you know, how things are in the world that you're creating. It's just kind of crazy to me. That's the idea that I kind of feel like it was been happening with gloving lately. But again, this is just a trend. It's more of like I, I see a correlation happening rather than is a linear progression on a map type deal. You know, it's, it's not like that. It's just you just start seeing how things kind of coalesce in that sense. All right. So one major thing a lot of people say is, first of all, and I know this is probably annoying to a lot of the newcomers who have heard this enough, is slow down. You know. I understand when you guys hear the term slow down, you're pretty sure a lot of you people are just sitting there rolling your eyes at this, but it is important. And that's why I say, if you feel like you're unable to just slow down your movement, literally take the concepts that you're working on and break down the steps. So you add more steps to it. And the more steps you add, the slower you're going to go. Okay, you know, so just using an example, let's just say I'm doing tutting and I have my thumbs put together, I'm doing the whole little field goal thing, and I move my left thumb up to my right index finger in one fluid motion. 
Well, how do I break that down? Well, instead of just going straight up to the top of my finger, I'm actually going to stop where my thumb and finger meet and pause there for a second and then move up. That is breaking it down, okay? Anytime you have to change a direction, that's pretty much where you want to have that break of a step, okay? That's what helps you slow down, in my opinion. That's what always always have me have, you know, do it and things like that. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, you definitely want to let your discipline be what it is. It needs to be there, you know? A lot of other things that a lot of people would say is that, you know, they live in the gap, they, you know, they all been in the gap. <coughs> It is what it is, in my opinion. But if you find yourself in this gap, I would definitely recommend to, first of all, stop trying to compare yourself to everybody else. Uh, secondly, if you are the person who hasn't spent, took the time to actually lay down the foundations and lay down all the basic stuff you need to understand on every concept, then that's probably what's happening, is that you are trying to get somewhere without even laying down the foundation. So study your foundations study these basic forms you know there's a reason why i always like watching these basic tutorials and watching when we get these basic forms because you know especially like when it came to keen studying there was this one video series that i watched that had like 25 different sequences that you can learn and i only watched probably like 10 of them and kind of just worked from there on my own keen studying you know so but i will certainly say without the foundation that was put in place by me watching those I wouldn't have gotten to where I am with my king tutting and be actually comfortable with my king tutting now do I feel like my king tutting is the top notch on the planet hell no oh my gosh are you even, are you even laughing at me I hope you are because I'm laughing at myself on that I do not think my king tutting is the best set out there at all I it's so mediocre and basic in my opinion it's not even funny but <laughs> I'm okay with it I'm comfortable with it because that's where I feel like my talents show is with how I do my king cutting. Now, some people might say it's sloppy. Sure, that's totally fine and I'm okay with that. However, I still put in the time to learn the basic forms, to learn how to make all these different basic boxes and learn how to get to all these different basic boxes. Because now, since I have this foundation, now I can learn how to integrate all these complex nuances through each step of these foundational moves. Something I definitely wanted to explain. Now, if you are unable to have find, you know, the, the phenomenon of the gap, uh, some people have told me that it's also known as the J curve. So definitely check that out if you want to check that out. There's also a different concept that may not feel like it applies, but I do feel like it does apply. Now, it's called the cognitive inertia theory. Now, what the cognitive inertia theory is representing is the person's ignorance depending on their knowledge of a subject matter. Now, if you would measure the knowledge, the amount of knowledge somebody has on a subject matter on the x-axis, which is the horizontal one, and their ignorance on a subject matter on the y-axis, if you have very little knowledge on a subject matter, your ignorance on that subject matter is going to tend to be really high. But the more you gain knowledge on that subject matter, the more your ignorance goes down. Now, granted, there is a certain point where you know so much on a subject matter that your ignorance can go right back up, but that's not the point. That is the basic same idea when it comes to this gap, is that, yeah, you have like a very strong knowledge of concept, but your practical ability is so bad, so it's just, you know, it's not going to work. 
It's more once you start putting that into practice and your body starts to understand through the motions and through all the, you know, all the processes of your neurons firing, that's when it's going to start to actually work for you. That's something I definitely wanted to share for everybody. So, in summation, pretty much, what is it that you need to understand when it comes to the gap? First of all, yes, your mental capacity and mental knowledge on a subject matter can always surpass your practical ability. It always happens. It happens to me a lot, especially when it comes to writing. I will certainly tell you that right now. Especially somebody who writes a lot, who has these really cool things that he wants to get to to start writing, but I still have to explain a lot of things as I get to that point. Because if I just get to there, there's gonna be a lot of questions that my audience is gonna have that I didn't properly set up in the story, okay? So it's something I always have to kind of put myself in that kind of position where I just have to tell myself I need to slow down. You'll get there when you get there. You need to let, you know, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride to get there. You know, enjoy that journey type deal. Another thing I definitely want to iterate is please build the foundation you need. Okay. As much as it feels boring and tedious and, you know, just uninteresting to you, it is way more important. I will certainly say if the more boring the idea is to you, the more important it probably is to you. That's that's the best way I can actually describe it right now is that the more boring the basic concept idea that you have to work on is to you, the more important it probably is for you to understand and master. So definitely, definitely do that. But, you know, that's pretty much all for my episode for this week. I do certainly hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. I know this is one of those kind of concepts, phenomenon things that's a little controversial within the community. Uh, not as much as certain other topics, but it is something that does cause some form of a discussion for everybody. I would like to thank everybody who's liked the page so far. It's I am currently up to 210. I know I have been kind of slacking off and getting going on my live stream for the Ask Me Anything. However, I think the best way I'm going to do that now with my currently new work schedule is that I'm probably going to have to do that this coming Friday night. Uh, main reason is because I'm going to be working a lot more in the morning, so during the day I'm not going to be as available to be <laughs> able to do that. However, I feel like maybe doing it at nighttime is probably going to be a better choice for me because uh, it seems that people seem to be watching more when they watch live streams happening at night. So we're going to try to do it that way. So hopefully you guys will actually join me then. Of course, if you have any questions I did not cover in this episode, I do have various outlets you can hit me up at. First of all, I do have a gloving page, or a Facebook page, excuse me, which is aptly named The Gloving Paradigm. You can always hit me up there, and you can always DM me there as well. Of course, I do have an email, which is muttonshopguy at gmail.com. You can definitely hit me up there if you feel more comfortable that way. Of course, you can also find me on Facebook, or on Reddit, excuse me, where... I'm under the username Mutton Chop Guy, and of course, I do have a Discord server, which the link to that will be in this episode's description, like it always is. So, you have those various outlets you can hit me up at. Do not hesitate to ask me any questions. I am always willing to have a discussion with people, try to help people understand things, or at least try to help people open their minds to certain concepts to gain some understanding or gain some perspective. You know, if I'm unable to answer your questions the way you feel, please let me know and I'll try to help you the best way I can. You know, that's that's pretty much my entire goal for this podcast is literally to help people get into gloving and immerse themselves into the art and enjoy themselves in the art. But yes, that is pretty much all for my episode. 
I do want to thank everybody for listening in. You guys are absolutely amazing. I love you guys. But I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD Buke. And I'll see you guys all next week.